made it? We made it. I wasn't sure. It's been a long time. Days and weeks and months. But we survived the World Cup. Good job, everybody. I'm happy, all of us. We all did it, right? If you know me, I'm not the biggest soccer fan. And I, I was prepared for Mexico. I know, you know, you go to a different country and basically everyone cares about it there. So I knew. I didn't know the magnitude of it, though. It was everywhere. Cars had radios on. There was every single bar in Ensenada had it playing. It was everywhere. It was crazy, right? And we get back into the States, and I'm like, oh, you know, football means something different here, and it's a lot better, right? And, and I was ready for that, but I, it, what happened was people were still talking about it, and, and I was like, okay, whatever, it's fine, you know, people in Pleasanton like soccer, I get it, right? We go to summer camp, and I'm like, all right, there's students. They're going to talk about video games and, and, and silly TV shows and whatever else we're going to talk about. Nope, they talked about the World Cup. <laughs> and get, get this, it's over. It's finished. Random country that wasn't supposed to win won. They scored two points instead of one, people. It was crazy, right? <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there. It's over. Camp Rock is here. Kids. Kids are talking about soccer. People, they don't know better. You can't do that to them. You're going to tell them, no, soccer's boring, right? You got to... Yikes. Yeah, I, I told that joke at first service, and everyone's like, it's not funny anymore. Get going, Right? <laughs> Um, Glenna Mello's like, right? Uh, so, uh, if you've been with us the last couple of years, uh, you would understand and, and probably expect this sermon. Uh, I've had the opportunity to kind of give my, uh, perspective, if you will, on, uh, on the, um, events of the summer, right? This year is a little, uh, different than the years past because this year I actually got to lead summer camp as well. This is my first year leading as student ministry pastor as well which is great, and as I'm going to Mexico, I'm kind of getting a uh, different perspective on how the leadership works and all of that stuff. So if you look, your title says 2000 summer, summer 2018, which is what we're going to be talking about, but if you look above that, we're actually continuing in the book of Matthew. Um, there's something that I've been doing. It's been very special to me, and uh, it, the book of Matthew is written in a context, right? It's not like this verse was just written and that was it, right? It's the whole book. But this sermon is actually given in context, right? We've been going through the book of Matthew for a while now, huh? Uh, does anyone remember where we started? Uh, Christmas, right? <laughs> right? It's been a while, right? That's before summer camp, Camp Rock, Mexico, summer camp, uh, winter camp, <laughs> uh, before Bryce and Therese and all that stuff, all that craziness happens, right? Uh, before uh, winter camp and before I, I came on, right, as, as a student ministry pastor, a lot has been going on. And it was cool to watch it on Facebook and kind of get that little time capsule. Uh, but it's done something to give me context and to point out some pretty inter interesting things that happened in this passage. So I'm going to share that with you. But if you will, open up your Bibles, and it's on the screen as well. Uh, happy Sunday. Scott's not here. It's a short passage today, so we're going to go, you know, instead of like 52 verses, it's three. So we're going to try to be quick, right? Uh, so open up your Bibles, Matthew 13, 44 through 46, and I'm going to read. Uh, I read from the ESV, by the way, if you're curious. Um, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Uh, if you have been with us the whole time, the idea of treasure is not new, right? As we've been going through this book of Matthew, it's not new. It's not new. 
Okay, yeah, we've been talking about it a lot, right? Uh, we've been going over it, right? Store up treasure in heaven and not on earth, right? Uh, you, we've been talking about a lot of that kind of stuff, right? Uh, there's a different word that you could really interchange it, though. Uh, a different word. It starts with R. It means basically the same thing. Does anyone know? Reward. Good job. That was quick. Uh, Book of Matthew has been using reward like crazy. Uh, there has been uh, one sermon had reward like eight times or something like that. It was it was insane. But reward uh, is not something new to this passage, right? When we uh, pray, do you remember this? How should we pray? Do you go to street corners? Do you lift your hands up? Do you yell and scream? No, we shouldn't do that because our reward is not from God anymore. It's from people, right? When we do that, our attention, what we're trying to get is not from God. We want the attention not from God, but from others. And we get that reward. The problem with that is the reward that we get from people is a lot less than the reward that we get from God, right? Same with fasting. When we fast, do you remember that? When you fast, not if you fast. When you fast, you should tell everyone about it. You should, you should wear straggly clothes and you should look terrible. No. When you fast, you should put oil on your head. You should look good. You should look presentable. You should almost look better. Right? If people ask, you shouldn't tell them. Why? Well, it's the same thing. Your reward, if you want it, could be from people. Or your reward can be from God. And the reward from God is much greater than the reward from people, right? Um, so this idea is, is not new, but we're going to continue on. Uh, it says, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. First, who's the main character of the story? What's his name? A man, right? Generic. What's his job? Don't know. All we know is gender, and I would argue that that's just a placeholder. It could be a man, could be a woman, doesn't matter. Uh, that's going to be important later, right? I've read this before, so uh, hold that. Uh, why would he cover up the treasure? Why would he do that? He found a treasure. Why would he cover it up? Someone else, no one found it before, but maybe they will. So he's going to go out. He's going to find this treasure. He's going to rebury it better so no one finds it. Uh, when you think of treasure, uh, do you think of like a pirate? Because I do. I, I, for some reason, when I think of the Bible says there's a treasure in a field for whatever reason, I think a golden treasure chest and a skeleton is on it for some reason. Like pirates were in the Bible, I guess. I don't know. But that's not what it's talking about, right? Uh, he says, uh, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. I'm going to reread it. I want you, this is participation time. Are you ready? I'm giving you, okay. I'm going to ask, what's the important word that you see? Okay, you ready? I'm going to reread it. You can shout it out after, okay? Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. What's joy? Good, right? Uh, With discernment and with asking and with prayerful thought, After about a year, he goes and sells his stuff and buys a field. No. He goes with joy and buys a field. Sells all that he has. All right, what's another word? There's a lot of words in there. All. 
Sacrifice. He makes, he, he, he pays for this field, right? It's a big deal. What else? Anything? He goes. Very good action. Any other ones? What would you say? That. That's a good one. That field. He didn't buy any field. Why? It's land is land, right? You'd believe it. You, you'd be crazy to believe it. But other places in the world doesn't pay a million dollars for 800 square foot of land, right? Some <laughs> land is just not as good as land in Pleasanton, right? Why is that important, that he wants that land? It's got the treasure. Where's the value in the land or the treasure? The treasure. The land is a bonus. It's almost a thought after, afterthought. It doesn't matter. All he wants really is the treasure, right? Um, we have, uh, ooh, I was going to skip forward like a hundred. Se- can I talk about second service extras? I was watching, and, and uh, if you don't know, the Facebook kind of takes second service a lot more. It seems like first service just doesn't have a sermon. Like, like one of the times Scott's going to come up to second service, it's going to be like, second service extra, uh, a sermon. I forgot to do it first service, right? <laughs> so uh, second service extra, you get the, you know. Uh, the, the, the second story, the second parable is very closely related to the first story, but there's a couple key differences that we're going to look at. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. Now who's in the main character of the story? Merchant. Not random guy. Not random girl. Merchant. Is that important? You don't know why it's important. In search of fine pearls. Uh, unlike the first story, the guy, it seems like he kind of just stumbles upon the treasure. He looks for it. He, you know, you got to go and find the treasure. You got to get it up and dare, bury it, all that stuff. What is he looking for? Fine pearls. Specific. So this, this merchant is actually looking for something specific. He knows it's out there, but it's specific. Who, verse 46, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Who do you think, it's, it does, it's not stated, who do you think put value on the great pearl? He did. He saw it and said, wow. This pearl is amazing. See, he went from a generic, I'm looking for pearls, to guess what? I found pearl, and I want pearl. I, I'm not looking for anything else now. I'm not, I'm not saving it. I'm selling all I have and going in on this one item. Right? It says he's searching for it. Do you think that's special? It's special. <laughs> I'm just answering questions for you. I'm going to get you guys thinking a little bit more. Can we assume that this is the first shop that he went to, that the first store he went to? Probably not. He's been looking around for it. He, he went through a lot of junk, right? Uh, my favorite part of Mexico, one of my favorite, obviously not my favorite, but one of my favorite parts of Mexico is to go uh, bartering the last day. And I don't really shop because I don't really need anything, but I like to watch other people shop. And uh, if you hang out with high school boys long enough, you know that they're going to try to break the rules. <laughs> and and uh, one of the rules that we have on the Mexico trip is you can't buy weapons, you can't buy fireworks, anything of that nature, right? And the last day, what happens eventually is a high school boy is going to walk by a shop and someone is going to say, hey, 
you want a knife, <laughs> right? And, and, and me as an adult says, no, I don't want a knife, right? But the kid says, sure, yeah, I could get it across the board, blah, blah, blah. Oh, great, it's a dollar. Okay, uh, and he walks over to me, it's a dollar, can I buy it? No, for two reasons. One, I want to get across the border tonight. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck because you wanted a dollar knife, right? And two, it's a dollar. You know what's going to happen to your dollar knife? It's going to break pretty easily, right? And this is not what's going on here, right? This merchant knows what he's talking about says, this pearl is nice, and I want it, right? Um, and this is the part of the portion where we're going to look at three takeaways from this, this very short passage of Scripture and, and intertwine them with the three big events that we do at RBC during the summer, right? Uh, number one, treasure urges searching. The first guy, it was implied, but it's very clearly stated in the second one. When you find something worthwhile, when you want something, you're going to search for it, right? Uh, when I started here, at, uh, at, not started originally, but when I started the, the student ministry, uh, I, there was one event, and it's a harsh word, and I'm using it, I, I feel like, pretty correctly. Uh, there was one event that was looming above me. It was summer camp. Right? We had been going to a summer camp that was okay for years. And, and our attendance showed that it was okay. Right? We had some, but not really. Um, we had some life change, but not, not to the point where it should be. Right? Um, I didn't know what we wanted to do. I did know that I didn't want to do what we were doing. <laughs> so the first thing, one of the first things that I did was cancel our plans for summer camp. <laughs> I said, nope, we're not doing that. Nope, I have no idea what was going on. And, and I had no idea what we were going to do, but I knew something would happen, right? Uh, one day, a miracle happened. And uh, the miracle is not to say the advertisement, but we got a mailer, right? You know those mailers that you throw out and say, why are you asking for money if you make all these and I'm just going to throw it out? Use this money, you know? No, there's a mailer, right, for summer camp. And the miracle was that it didn't wind up given to me, and it didn't wind up going to Scott. It went to Jan. And, and, and Jan looks at it and says, well, this is a pretty cool camp. You should look at it, right? And when mailers come to me or Scott, we have a very special file system in our, in our office. It's about this big. Uh, there's, there's, they're actually in the back. Look at that, too. And there's a bag. And eventually, every once in a while, they get sorted somewhere. I don't know where they go, but they go somewhere. And, and um, that's what happens. But because Jan gave it to me, I said, oh, i got to look at this. So we go. We look into it. And, and, and this place is awesome, right? Uh, it's, it's fantastic. The nature is beautiful. The most crystal clear, and this is not an exaggeration, the most crystal clear water outside of Hawaii that I've seen, right? You can look just forever. This is gorgeous. And, it's, and we're going in the winter where it's supposed to be mucky and dirty and stuff like that. It's gorgeous. Uh, they serve like edible food there, which is like an important thing for some people. I don't know. And, and it was like really cool. And we go and, and before the months leading up to it, I say, I have a problem. Uh, every year up until now, RBC has not been in control of the spiritual aspect of what we're going to be talking about. Right? Um, RBC has, has had zero influence on the speaker, the band, all that stuff. Now we do, uh, which is a great thing, by the way. Uh, now we do, and, and I, I get the privilege of just saying, hey, Bryce, 
figure out worship. So he does that, right? And I say, and I, but, <laughs> so uh, you're a worship pastor, right? It's your job. So uh, I can't control worship. That's not my job. But, um, so, uh, but I'm left with this aspect of what are we going to talk about? What are we going to look for? I mean, I, I mean and, and one day something came to me. Uh, I sat down and, and I, I prayed and I thought, I said, we need a break. And not a break as in we need to stop doing youth group for a while. We need to seriously take a great escape. And that's what we called it, right? A great escape uh, from life, from all our situations, all that's going on. Our student ministry is growing, it's booming, booming, and a lot of stuff is happening, right? In our junior high, we went from, when we started, we went from, I would say, three to five junior hires. Uh, we're averaging 20 to 25. <sighs> That's Megan, by the way. I don't know, <laughs> right? Junior hires are way too for me. But, but, but all that's going on. Uh, if you've been back there in the past uh, few months, uh, you notice that there's a stage in there and there's a sound booth. Well, we do that because we started worship for the first time in junior high in RBC history. We're doing worship in there. And it's fun and it's exciting and it's getting guys kind of, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's getting them excited about worship that, that hasn't been present. High school. Uh, Bryce was joking about it, but we're moving high school from Sunday night to Wednesday night. Why? Well, kids aren't showing up to Sunday night. They're busy. They're doing homework. They're off, right? I am canceling like 10 Sunday nights a year, right? We, there's 52 Sundays, and we're canceling like 10 of them. Why? Mother's Day, Father's Day, Memorial Day. There's this, and there's that. There's the other thing, right? We have to cancel all those. Uh, guess what we don't have to do anymore? Cancel them. Mother's Day is Sunday. I don't have to cancel it if we're meeting on Wednesday night, right? Uh, personally, I don't have to work a 16-hour workday anymore, right? Sunday morning to Sunday night is a long, long, long workday. I am not giving my best on Sunday night, right? And if I'm being honest, I think it shows. I'm tired. Uh, I'm a little cranky. My old man comes out just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, right? Uh, I'm not as loving, right? I'm just like, oh, right? Uh, and, but I want to. I want to be on my game when high schoolers come. And that's Wednesday night, right? Uh, why am I sharing all the stuff that's happening? Well, that's what we talked about at summer camp. What are they searching for? What do you want? What do you want to get out of life? What do you want to get out of your relationships? Why do you want, what do you want to get out of your relationship with Christ? What are you searching for? There's no judgment in that except for evaluation. A lot of people search for the wrong things. And they don't know that they're searching for the wrong things. You want to be like the guy in number two in the parable, the second parable. They're looking for fine pearls. He's looking for something specific. And that was the hope of summer camp. Number two, not only does treasure urge searching, treasure urges perspective. Um, a man found it and covered it up. You're smart. You already figured it out. He knew, he, he knew that he got the treasure, but he got perspective. I don't want to lose this treasure. I'm going to cover it up. I don't want to lose the opportunity to get this treasure. 
right? Uh, perspective on the second one. Once again, he said, listen, this pearl is of great value. It puts the world in perspective. See, this is the time where I get to share um, how naive I am a lot of time. And I tell you this story not to call anyone else out. I tell you this story not to say that anyone else is wrong. Um, simply to say, to confess and to say how far I was wrong. See, we, um, I joked earlier, but summer was long. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? Um, Camp Rock is, is, is about to happen, right? We looked, there's a month in between summer camp and Camp Rock. I get home from the crazy success of Mexico. I get home from the fantastic success of summer camp. People were baptized. And then I look at the numbers of Camp Rock. I see the volunteers. And then I look at last year's numbers. Something didn't add up. So you see all these successes. And I was starting to worry. I wasn't starting to worry. I knew that Camp Rock was already a failure. Kids aren't going to come. Leaders aren't going to come. And they can't hear about Jesus unless they show up. Something happened. Um, one of the things that we do is we order shirts for Camp Rock. Have you seen one? <laughs> They're pretty cool, right? And if you ever if you ever ordered custom shirts before, you know it's a process, right? Um, you know, multiple email exchanges with sizes and and diagrams and pictures and fonts and all this stuff, right? So at the very end of it, all everything is said and done. And you get the final proof, which is the, what the shirt is going to look like and all the sizes. And all I have to say is yes or no. And I get what ended up being this shirt. And um, I know you guys haven't been to seminary, so I'm going to help you through this. See, a common person reads this shirt, and they take one thing away from it. But I went to seminary. I know better. I read this shirt, and you know what I take out of it? That God is incredible. You, you need a seminary degree for that one, folks. <laughs> See, I was about to be a literal walking, talking billboard for how God is incredible, but my perspective was so off. I saw how we took a group to Mexico and we built two houses, came back safely, I saw how we took students to a place that we never been before and a lot of us slept outside in the scary nature and, 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 and people got baptized and we got home and people had allergies and no one got hurt and we got back safely and lives changed. And then I said, nope, God can't do it. Something happened when I, I pressed the 
order shirt button. Um, 15 more kids signed up. We had more kids than last year. Uh, double the volunteers that we had signed up. We had more adults than I've ever seen. It was amazing. And folks, I, I shared this first service but I, I, I keep this fact very closely so I can share it here first. You know what the best part of Camp Rock was? We had more kids come to Christ than any other Camp Rock combined. It's not fair. I want to be mad. I want, to be, I want to be angry, I want to be sad, I want to blame other people, and I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, I'm literally complaining that families want to hang out together. That's what I'm complaining about. And not, they're hanging out over here instead of over here. That's all I'm complaining about. It put my life in perspective. I reached a treasure, and it changed everything. Changed nothing, but it changed everything. I have a... Uh, a new song for you guys. It's not a rap song. It's a contemporary. Don't worry. It's a little scary. It's a contemporary song. It's by Toby Mac. And when I say new, I mean like brand new. It came out a week and a half ago, right? The Wednesday of Camp Rock, right? So um, listen to it if you are not musically inclined, as myself. I put the lyrics up so you can uh, listen to the lyrics. Please enjoy. I'm captivated, say it, I'm on a whole new retreat. My space invaded, upgraded, I hear you talking to me. It's in the boom of the thunder, it's in the cool of the rain. And I'll say, I don't ever want to get away. Tonight is beautiful, it's got my mind on you. And everywhere I turn is a reminder.
sermon analogy. It was stolen from me. I'm a little angry about it. Uh, no. I had a perfect sermon analogy and Bailey's ruined it. Right? Uh, what? Uh, if you came here during the week, you saw, you might have saw, I don't know, uh, there was a giant and I, giant, when I say giant, I mean giant. I think you know I mean giant. Giant pile of trash behind the dumpsters. And, and um, trash bothers me. I don't like trash. Um, I don't like garbage. It needs to be organized. It needs to get out of here. And city of Pleasanton, why did you take away our dumpster? And why do I have to organize trash now? And why do I need to know if this is a cup that could be compostable, cups are recyclable? I don't know. Ask Miss Jan. She knows all those things, right? Kids ask me all the time, where does this go? And I say, go ask Miss Jan. And she's like, where is she? Oh, main service. You got to go and run up. No. Uh, so I don't know any of that stuff, right? Why? Where am I? Oh, yeah. So trash, right? You can look at that and say, how terrible. There's garbage literally overflowing. That was me. Because <laughs> I don't like it. Or the perspective, if my analogy wasn't Look at all the cool stuff we just did. What is this tube thing? Look at all the paper. Look at all this stuff. Wow, this is amazing. This is so cool that we literally filled up a dumpster with all the fun we just had. And I say, I say ruin now that I made you all mad at the Baileys. I say ruin jokingly. Maybe changed is a better word, right? Maybe I should have said that first, right? Uh, changed. They, lo- they looked at the trash and had a slightly different perspective than I did. Their perspective was, hey, look at a way that I can serve. It's real, and it's a problem, and I ain't doing anything Saturday. Isn't that cool? Nobody asked them. Nobody paid them. Nobody kicked down their door and said, Jesus wants you to clean up trash. <laughs> Jeremiah 18, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, no, they just did it. Perspective changes nothing, and perspective changes everything. Point number three, and this is going to bug you English people. I was warning you. Oh, I know. Treasure urges sacrifice? And you're like, oh, it's a question. No, it's a statement. I speak good English too. 
right? Uh, this is a statement, right? The question is, is not questioning the statement. The question is uh, questioning the validity of the sacrifice. Think way back to our story. There's two guys. One found treasure in land. One found the great pearl. They sold everything and bought that land, bought that pearl. Who felt bad for them? Nobody. Why? They got what they wanted. It was worth it. Folks, they sold everything. We read passages like that, and we just glance over it. They sold everything. Oh, that's great. They got this pearl. Literally, besides giving up your life, that is the most you can do. (laughs) They sold everything. That is shocking. That doesn't happen. We should feel bad, but we don't. Why? Because it was worth it. The third event that we, uh, we do here at Rock Bible Church, and it's actually the first thing, first summer event that we do, but it's the last thing we're going to talk about, is our, our Mexico trip. We go to Mexico. Uh, in the past, it's been once a year, but we're crazy, so we're going two times. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we go to Mexico, and what happens is, you know, we take, we've taken like 60 people, so I'd say probably 15 to 20 per, uh, people every year will say this phrase, if not more, but I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. They say Mexico was hard, <laughs> right? They get home and they was, man, Mexico was hard. They, it, it might not even be the whole time. Maybe they, they went to the work site, they did foundation, they moved a couple of barrels, and they did this, they did that, they did the other thing. And they get back to the compound at night, and they say, that was hard. I never want to see a shovel again, <laughs> right? You know what you never hear, though, ever? It wasn't worth it. I gave up a week of my life, I didn't go to work, I took vacation off. And it wasn't worth it. You never hear that. Um, Jim Andrews isn't here, so let's talk about him, right? <laughs> so, so, as a good RBC fashion, and Jim Andrews came two years ago. Uh, me and but me and Jim and Andrews are good friends, right? Um, this is all the things that we know about each other. We both like Honda, and we both like Diet Coke. That's all you need to know, right? And we like Jesus, right? Uh, sorry. Jesus, Honda, Diet Coke, right? And, and Jim Andrews goes on this trip, right? And he has a hard time. He doesn't have his Diet Coke, right? He's got a couple more miles on him than uh, some other people do, right? And he's working hard, right? And, and every day, man, this was hard. I don't know. Jesus, please give me strength, right? And at the end of the trip, I'm like, hey, buddy, <laughs> how you doing? And he's like, man, that was tough. Yeah, I was like, yeah? And he's like, I am so excited to come back. And I said, oh, uh, what? Uh, we, uh, you remember? Did you hit your head? Did something happen? Did you, uh, no, no. It was worth it. I thought you had a hard time. Oh, yeah, did I have a hard time? But it was worth it. And I'm here to tell you guys today, and I'm not absolutely, am I not devaluing your current life scenario? If anything, I want to amplify it. 
whatever you're going through, whatever health situations you're going through, whatever job situations you're going through, whatever bill situation, house situation, family situation you're going through, you give it to God, it is worth it. I'm going to pray for us, and um, band's going to come up. So, Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, Father. Uh, we thank you for this time of worship, that we can come together and, and worship you, Lord, and, and learn more about your love for us, God. Uh, we thank you for all the craziness of the summer. We thank you for all that just happened at, at Camp Rock, at Mexico, at Summer Camp, God. And, and, and we pray that 100% of the glory goes all to you, Father. Uh, I pray for all this in your precious son's name. Amen.